Hello and welcome to this ProSavartna podcast. My name is Paul Morrison, I'm Managing Director at ProSavartna. And for the next 20 minutes, we're going to be getting under the bonnet of BPO with process mining. Companies to understand the work that they're outsourcing. And um, the good news is I'm joined on this journey by my colleague and CEO, uh, Rakesh Sangani, who's a bit of an evangelist when it comes to process mining. Um, and we're going to dive straight in, actually. And first up, I think um, we need to just tackle the question about what process mining is and just uh, look at a couple of couple of use cases. And it's, it's really, uh, I, if I summarise from my perspective, it's a visualization technology. So it's a, it's a tool that uh, basically joins up all the data that flows through a company's core systems in an area like finance or, or HR and joins the dots so that you can, you can really make sense of massive volumes of data. So what does that mean? It means if you're running a payroll process, you can crunch millions of records and show where the bottlenecks are in the flow of payslips through your organization. If you're running a cash collection activity, you can see why the cash collection process is leaky or why it's taking so long or why there are so many disputes. So it's a way of providing an X-ray to all of that massive data flow that uh, that runs through a core system like an SAP or an Oracle uh, or, or a Workday. And um, I'd say we've worked with clients over the last five years um, putting process mining in place across some of the key pain points in their business. And, uh, and then Rakesh, would you add, add to that? What, how do you see process mining? Yeah, I, I think that's right. I think many, many people describe it as an X-ray of your operational processes. I think that it's fair to say that the most sophisticated process mining tools today also go one step further past just that discovery aspect of what do your processes really look like towards automation and uh, automated alerts if something isn't making sense in your operational processes. And I think that's where you get to real value for businesses is when you start to use some of the more advanced features that you find yeah. in process mining tools. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's uh, it's a key point. And I think we've seen the process mining marketplace really um, develop in the last few years. There's a few key names out there that are um, driving a lot of the activity, but the product has got better and better and more connected. So yeah, it's a, it's a really exciting product. I think it's uh, uh, really, really powerful. And I, I love it because when, when we roll out process mining with a client, there's real aha moments where they see, they see what's really happening and the cover comes off, um, not, not for any, um, you know, reason other than to really understand that these flows of data requires a different way of making it visual that hasn't existed before. So I, I don't know, I think it's a really, uh, I know you do, it's a really exciting, exciting area. So, so that's our starting point, process mining. So why are we talking about it in a, in a BPO context? And I think the challenge here is that, you know, many of our clients, many listening to this podcast will be users of outsourcing or considering using outsourcing. It's a, it's a major uh, tried and tested lever for changing your business. Um, and that's great. But I think very often what organizations find is they they sign the contract, put it in place, and very often find that nothing nothing changes. Um, and even worse than that, 
it moves the client possibly from being very close to an operation to being rather distant. And it becomes or can become very difficult for a BPO client to answer key questions like, you know, are we getting better? Why aren't we getting better? Are we, are we productive? Um, how are our systems being used? Um, how many people do we really need to run the operation? These, these can be easier to answer or sometimes more difficult questions. And so I think mm. this is where process mining comes in. And what we would say, that's what I think what's emerging is that process mining is a new tool in the kit box and it provides clients and outsourcing users with a way of staying connected with the process and a way of, of looking looking into, into the detail uh, of, of what's really running um, across their systems in a, in a non-invasive and, and constructive way. I'll stop there, Rakesh. How do you see the challenge? Yeah, I think, I think in the BPO context, I think if I pull together the picture, having uh, gone through these exercises over the last 20 plus years, um, the reality is when a lot of organizations decide to outsource, they don't really understand their processes. Um, that's problem number one, you know? So um, I think process mining really helps accelerate that understanding of processes because when you enter into an outsourcing arrangement, um, it's it's not as advantageous. Um, you're not in a position of strength if you're, you're not understanding your processes. So I think that, and linked to that, I, I think it's not just a process understanding it's also the metrics and the baseline. You know, you and I, Paul, have been involved in lots and lots of these outsourcing deals where the BPO says, ah, oh, you don't have a proper baseline. So why don't we baseline the first six months of operation and you can use that as your new baseline. Now, sadly, in that environment, you've got six months of a new team. Hence, the baseline is likely to be a lot lower than it was previously when you could have measured it yourself. So I think that's one of the key challenges um, is process understanding, having clear metrics and having a clear baseline. I think that's right at the start of the journey. Mm -hmm. um, then they go into this phase of you know, transition planning. And I think process mining can also help you understand how much training do you really need for some of your processes. So, you know, there's that complexity of, well, GL only happens once a month. Um, there's certain non-standard processes that we assume are more complex. And maybe they are and maybe they're not. But actually, the complexity is sometimes driven by the amount of non-standardization. So if you've got, you know, 42 exceptions, then that's obviously going to be more complex to train. And if you've got a high volume across those 42 exceptions, that needs to be catered in the transition program. So I think... I think smart businesses then use that process mining technology to help them plan out that transition effectively. And then I think there's a piece when you go live and post go live. So, you know, monitoring really your process performance the right way. Um, and I think that has, you know, a few elements as well. So I think um, outsourcing firms get a bad reputation for maybe understaffing or under-resourcing certain parts of the process. I think it gives you really good data to be able to see who's really working on the process and how are they performing those tasks. Mm -hmm. um, I think in addition to that, um, 
there's always a bit of noise between the retained organization and the outsourcer around what's happening in that process. And you can get to grips with really what is the truth versus you know the noise that sometimes exists by seeing the data and what that data shows you. And then I guess the third point when you've gone live for me is then automating some of those KPIs. You know, there's nothing more inefficient than to have a team of five people documenting KPIs that you can't measure in a more uh, automated fashion. So I think process mining helps along that entire life cycle from my perspective, from mm -hmm. understanding your processes to planning your transition and knowledge transfer to post implementation. Yeah, well, that, that, that sounds absolutely right. That's a really good way to look at it. I think I kicked off there really focused on process mining primarily around optimizing operations, but uh, you've extended it before and after to baselining and transition and then uh, really automating and streamlining further down further down the process. So that's uh, that's really, really helpful. So then maybe some of our thinking then can move to questions about how how to make it happen and what some of the what some of the barriers are in in putting process mining in place. And my starting point for this is process mining is part of the, the family of new and agile tools that we call smart automation. They're, they're smart because they've got many applications. They're smart because they don't take uh, years and years to implement. Um, and the the business case, the economic case, uh, because of that, uh, it can be really, really powerful. Now, having said that, putting process mining in place isn't necessarily um, simple. Uh, there's, there's complexities to it. And I'd, um, I'd be interested in, in your your thoughts, Rakesh, around some of the challenges. I guess for me, the, the the number one question to think about is is around getting the the the, the data in place. So process mining is is nothing uh, more or less than a way of looking at looking at your data, um, and so you need to connect the um, the functionality with with either with a live feed of data from a core system, let's say it's SAP, uh, or a uh, a um, flat file, a copy of some of the data um, as well. And so there's a certain level of getting um, getting access to data, which requires some of those classic challenges around uh, data access and um, infosec to be to be overcome. And I think that's a that's not a challenge around outsourcing. That's uh, a challenge around any any corporate environment is is rightly uh, has a lot of governance and checks and balances in in place and i think that's one of the one of the challenges the more data you can connect it to the more opportunity for really powerful insights is going to be there but if there's if there's delays or challenges around that access then that's something to think about um up front how, how do you see it rakesh what's your view yeah I, I fully agree i think um it's really important to make friends with it um, and not try and do this without them. So, you know, you will need your IT function supporting um, the implementation of process mining. Um, you do need to work out whether you pull the data directly in a live connective, uh, connection with SAP or whichever ERP or CRM or other system you're on, or whether you go for the flat file model. 
And even even if you go for flat file, which is traditionally a lot easier um, to put in, there's a piece around customization. So, you know, no two ERPs are the same because organizations like to customize these ERPs. So there's a piece around really understanding um, those customizations and making sure you've mapped them across as you get the data on the other side from the process mining tool. Now, with all of that said, I think it's, it's, it's probably worth the pain of going through that exercise to get that um, visibility and um, visualization of how your processes really perform. And one question I know we get asked a lot is, you know, am I too early to start on this journey? My data's in a mess. Um, is it going to be a case of rubbish in, rubbish out? Uh, and I think there's, I think the answer to that is partly yes and partly no. Partly yes, because yes, your data's in a mess. You are going to get rubbish in and rubbish out. Partly no, because um, it may make sense still to start your process mining journey because you need a starting point of how you're going to improve this. You need some measures in place. You need to understand where your master data issues are. And sometimes by putting this in place, you can actually help remediate some of those master data issues rather than waiting, 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 and maybe never having the time or the opportunity to, to cleanse your master data. So I think that's a use case that I think um, is really important whilst we're on the topic of data. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um... I think that making a start point is is key. But I think there's another another dimension. Maybe it's back to the the, the benefits of of doing process mining is is around you know, who should do this. Should this be led by the the outsourcer or should it be led internally? And I think there's there's pros and cons. You know, it, it could be that you bring on an outsourcer to run your your procurement operations or your your contact or finance. And you expect them as part of innovation to to run the service and to innovate and to bring great tools like process mining to bear, and, that, and that's valid. And I think that that is always going to be the case. Um, I think we're talking here more around the the user, the the, the, the client of, of outsourcing, also doing it um, uh, them, themselves or doing it um, in a semi-independent manner. And I think the, the benefits of this are that. Any outsourcing is going to be was very rarely rather end to end. It's usually only part of the process. And the really powerful sight and visibility that you get with process mining is looking from the very very start of P 2 P, for example, to, to the very end and flowing following uh, transactions all the way through, um, whether they are in sourced or outsourced. I think that's a really important reason for thinking about this as a you know retained organisation opportunity not just one to to leave to the to the outsourcers um and there's a sort of connected question or dynamic here i think and i'm going to be interested in your views rakesh around the the chemistry of doing process mining so how do you make sure it's done in a way that is seen as value-add and helpful and constructive by the outsourcer and not treading on their toes or second guessing them or being seen to uh, not be not be trustful, and I think this is probably one of the another one of the challenges. Um, absolutely possible to to set the tone correctly, because I would say that an outsource is going to benefit from a well informed and um, 
smart client that is thinking about its its pain points in a smart way. But uh, Rakesh, how have yeah. you seen that pan out? So oof, that's a big question. So first of all, and I have a strong point of view here. Um, you can outsource the responsibility around your process, but you can't outsource the accountability. Mm -hmm. um, and when it comes to process mining, as a, as a buyer of outsourcing, you should really own that process mining data. Yeah. Um, you, know, you can let the outsourcer leverage the tool and to help them manage their operations, but you should really control the licensing. You should control the cockpit of what that really shows you. Because you, know, you really ultimately want that process accountability to sit with the um, with the organization, with the buyer, because ultimately you're going to be held liable if anything goes wrong. So I think, first of all, um, and, and the reasons that you see a lot of the BPOs investing heavily in process mining, you know, in most engagements today, when they run a BPO deal, they'll introduce process mining Absolutely. as part of that deal, yeah. um, is because it gives them that control and that ability to understand what's really going on in the processes. So I think I think having that insight around how your outsourcer is performing those processes, where your linkages are with your own organization, and being able to control how that visualization is messaged to the rest of the business, I think is paramount to a success of a GBS. Mm -hmm. um, so I actually think it's really important that the buyer owns that process mining, even if it's going to be slightly more expensive, because it's fair to say that the BPOs have better licensing deals and a, and a little bit less functionality um, and are probably able to offer this at a discount. Um, however, I would pay that little bit extra to be able to have that control of my operational processes. So I think that's your first point. The other point then is, yeah, how do you do that in a collaborative way um, with with your BPO that you've contracted with? And I think that's that's always a challenge, right? So I think um, you need to have the right partnership ethos. You need to be clear around why you're using it, what data points you want to look at, and be working together. I think it's fair to say it's easier to get this working when you do it before your contract sign-off stage. So, you know, when you're already planning it in advance and you're putting it in place before you sign the contract, doing it afterwards, I think, you know, can can create a little bit of, you know, you're monitoring us and you're watching us. Do you not trust what we're doing? Um, but I think if you're if you've got a good relationship with your BPO, both parties actually look at it as quite a healthy thing to do to have better transparency around roles and responsibilities, what yeah. the teams are doing. Uh, and to have better data around that end-to-end -end process. So I think I think it's testament to the right relationship. And it, really, if your outsourcer is kicking off, well, if you're looking to implement this, you probably need to ask a few questions around why that's yeah. the case. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely agree that with that, that it's uh, this is a, a symptom or a behavior that we see in the most grown-up and sophisticated of, of outsourcing relationships. It's definitely part of the future um, as opposed to you know some of the the bad old habits of uh, old-fashioned outsourcing, so that's uh, that's good to see. Um, I'm amazed to see that uh, time has 
marching on fast and has pretty much uh, run its course. Um, I'm just going to sort of sum up a few thoughts. And we, we were going to cover task mining and many other things, but we'll leave that to another podcast session. Um, the key sort of takeaways for me, I think, that are really key. Firstly, that concept of when looking at process mining in a BPO and outsourcing context, there are different phases where it's relevant, uh, whether that's baselining, transition, operational performance, automating through um, after that, uh, I think is a key point. Secondly, I think the the, the flippant not comment around uh, making friends with IT and uh, seeing that as a key uh, a key stakeholder to this process is um, is absolutely vital and uh, learn through many real engagements. That's a fundamental point. Um, and then I think that final point there around maintaining control um, uh, of the data and of um, visualizing the data and the end-to-end -end view that's really retained uh, responsibility and um, prize for a well-run end-to-end process um, and keeping that in-house I think is a, is a key point. Um, I'll give you a, a last bite of the cherry, Rakesh, any, any points that stand out for you or further comments? Yeah, the only other thing I would say around this space is that it's evolving. Yeah, so there's lots of investments, lots of R&D yeah. being performed by the process mining community. So the, um, the opportunity um, is constantly growing. The, the capability of these tools, you know, they're looking to bring in Gen AI. They're looking to you know, add more and more functionality, just allows you to do more. So, yeah, it's useful yeah. to, uh, I think there's a good understanding of leveraging process mining for process discovery at the front end of that journey. Um, but the technology category has a lot more to offer than just that. So it's useful to learn about what else can, can this technology do. Brilliant, thank you. It's a wrap, so uh, we're out of time. Thanks, Rakesh. Um, thanks very much, Paul. Thanks everyone for listening thank to you always. Uh, you're welcome and thanks everyone for listening to the podcast um we've got many more on the uh, the channel so do take a look take a look at our website as well we've got loads of great events coming up online a um, couple on um cash credit collection planning forecasting we've got bpo contract renewal session coming up at the end of the month we've got one on generative ai and automation so please do take a look um, and thank you for joining we'll see you next time thank you see you next time everyone take care bye-bye